What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. I'm your host, Ted Fate, and so glad you're joining us for this episode. We have a good one. Allow me to introduce a very special guest, Stephen and Summer Gossett. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Ted. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you, and I just want to kind of run down your resume really quick, let people know who you are. I'm going to let you finish the, the details of the story, but I, I have No Valley Wedding Photography, My Wedding Group, Famzing Photography from Michigan and Idaho, but currently residing in Greenville, South Carolina, correct? That's absolutely correct, and it's Nova Lee. Nova Lee. It's okay. I actually, <laughs> on the back of our business cards, I actually have the... Uh, per, per, Phonetical way to actually say it. It's, it's funny. Everyone pronounce, misses pronouncing it. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to put a little... Uh, is there an accent on one of the letters? No. We're not that fancy, Ted. We're not that fancy. <laughs> I had to ask. Well, talk about, I guess, um, the story of where you guys are from and, and how you how you two met. Well, um, yeah, that's a long story. But um, <laughs> we actually met in California. So we um, 13 years ago, we were at a, a conference and met each other and uh, dated long distance for about three and a half years. So oh, wow. uh, before we finally decided to even get in the same state. So <laughs> okay. Well, first question was, what kind of conference was it? Uh, it was actually a photography conference. Um, so Summer and I did not come out of the gate as wedding photographers. We are actually photographies in other fields, um, as well as holding down big boy corporate jobs. And uh, and we both wanted to get into weddings, um, and we both needed to extend that training to be a better wedding photographer. And so it was uh, actually a photography conference that was focused primarily on weddings. Nice. So you guys had that in common. You met at the conference, and you started the relationship I have to ask about the challenges of a long distance relationship because I know a lot of folks here that three plus years long distance, that's a, first and foremost, congratulations because that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like um, even back then, especially, it was more challenging to be in that long distance relationship because we really didn't have the technology that we have today. So we didn't have like instant messaging or anything like that. We were literally emailing, talking on the phone, and we did text, but it was back when it was like one 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 two two two. You know, remember <laughs> yeah. those days? So that's that's kind of where we were at with all of that. So even to this day, we hate talking on the phone to each other because mm -hmm. um, it's just it. Yeah, with the struggles real with the yeah. <laughs> long distance but we did get to know each other a lot better um just and became best of friends i think so it was helpful in that realm i'd like to ask too because so me and my girlfriend we we spent the first two and a half years long distance and we kind of look at that time as a blessing because it kind of forced us to have real conversations and cherish the time that we had together the little time that we had together it became that much more special and it kind of pushed the the relationship forward. What would you say is some of the, the benefits that you guys experienced having a long distance relationship? I, you know, we actually talked about this yesterday with some friends and it, because you don't have that physical relationship most of the time, you're really having to focus in on learning more about each other, mm -hmm. you know, and when you have those phone conversations, it isn't just the same old, same old. And Honestly, you get to, like, like Summer said, like, we became best friends, you know. Um, we would literally have date nights where we would go to the same movie and they would be off by a couple minutes and, you know, we'd start them at the same time. Um, we'd be on the phone while we're eating dinner before the movie, you know, so we could have like virtual dates. We, um, uh, we would actually, I would actually buy books that I was interested in reading. Yeah. And I would actually ship her one, and then we would actually read chapters back and forth to each other and things oh, like wow. that. And I think that is probably what makes 
the fact that I'm literally with her 24-7. We work together. We live together. We play together. Mm-hmm. We travel together. And I think because we had that really amazing base to our relationship, it allowed us it allows us to actually work together and have all that time together without wanting to kill each other. I mean, she probably yeah. wants to kill me most of the time, <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of this being recorded, you know. <laughs> yeah, which are all things I'd, I'd love to unpack a little bit further in the episode, kind of running a business together as a married couple and the challenges that come with that. But I just want to make sure that the viewers are picking up on the fact that all the things you, you're doing, the virtual dates, the seeing the movies together and reading books together, that's before the time of FaceTime, right? Right, right, correct. There was no, like, their webcams had just come out at the end of our relationship, our long-distance relationship, so we did have, like, maybe six months where we could, like, webcam to mm-hmm. each other, um, but, you know, it would always freeze up. The internet was terrible back then as well, so, you know, we would be literally talking, and then he's just frozen there, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll just talk on the phone instead. So, yeah, I mean, just not having the, the technology that we have today, we really had to, like, um, I w- it's surprising that it lasted, but mm-hmm. it was it was great, so. Well, I, I love mm-hmm. that it did, and, and I guess after the, the three, three and a half years, right? Mm-hmm. Three and a half, yeah. After three and a half years, what was the next step in the relationship, and how did the, the wedding photography business come about? Well, we, um, so his parents retired here to Greenville, and he came to visit them and just absolutely fell in love with it. So he actually asked me to come out for Thanksgiving and, you know, you know, see his family and all that kind of stuff, and then I fell in love with it. And so that was really just the next step for us is that we 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 knew eventually we wanted to wind up together somewhere but he hated Minnesota because um it was so cold because I eventually had moved to Minnesota so um and it was so cold there and then um you know we were just trying to figure it out so when we we came here we just fell in love with Greenville and so that was the next logical step for us to get together here yeah Now, at this time, because you'd mentioned both having the passion for photography, both um, still holding down a corporate job, was photography the full-time gig at this time we were contemplating the move, or so, is that still a side hustle? Yeah, so it was still a side hustle. Um, we both did a lot of consulting, um, and so, um, you know, Summer's actually a black belt in uh, Six Sigma, and oh, nice. uh, which a lot of people are like, whoa, that's crazy, you're <laughs> photographers, you know, which c- kind of blends into... This, you know, the success of our, our brands. Um, and so we knew we wanted to make it a full-time gig. We just, you know, um, honestly, just didn't really we weren't ready for that next step yet because, um, and, and anybody who has made that leap, um, you know, they come to us and they ask you, and I, you know, I, a good friend told me a long time ago, um, he said, you know, when you're losing money, with your day job, it's time you don't have a day job anymore. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, when we took that leap, um, which was about, I think, about three years into having Famzing. Okay. So you, you, you took the leap. What was kind of the deciding factor? What was the, the moment like when you're like, hey, here we go. We're, we're kind of cutting the, the strength of the parachute, if you would. It was, it, well, yeah, it was scary, <laughs> scary as hell. Um, but I mean, you know, when I, when we made the decision though, um, we made it. Like I, you know, I remember, um, you know, going into the company that I was consulting with and letting them know I was gone after a certain, and after a set date, I gave them a month notice. And, um, and I remember that last day, you know, I wasn't sitting there freaking out. I just was like, I knew it was, I knew it was right. Like I knew that. I was about to start the hardest job of my life because yeah. I, you know, I didn't, if it, if it failed, I, we failed, you know, and we would have no money and we'd be broke and poor. So, yeah. <laughs> so at this time, this is, this is 
in Greenville that this is happening, correct? Yes. Okay. So you're you're taking this leap together. Yes. What was the conversation like where it's like, here we go, baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, at that time, um, I mean, I'm I'm like such a spreadsheet person that I had like pros and cons lists going on and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I probably drove him absolutely nuts, I'm sure, with all the um, different like scenarios that I had. But I, I mean, I guess when we decided to take the leap, it was just a matter of, I'm sure I ran like a huge bunch of numbers to see if we could make it work and all that kind of stuff. But um, we just would talk about it. I mean, we, we talked and we said, you know, and he made the leap first and then I followed. So it took me a couple more years to make the leap myself. But um, I just, you know, I was so ingrained in what I was doing corporate wise that I just, I didn't want to let it go for yeah. a while. Yeah. And so I think it was just a candid conversation where he was like, you know what, you can't spread yourself so thin mm-hmm. all the time. Like you need to, uh, you know, eventually let it go and let's just continue to take that energy and build it into our brands and our business. Yeah. So. A- anyone who's kind of gone out on their own and started something new, they, they know it's not easy. Steven, as you mentioned, getting ready to start the hardest job of your lives. What are some of the challenges you came, you guys came across building this from its from its inception really to to really what it's become today um you know it, it, famzing did not start out as the company it is today um and i guess the first hurdle was when you especially in the wedding and events world um although there is there's so many of us in the industry for, in the wedding side from planners to cake bakers to venues um it's surprisingly still a very small community and what we found was there was people that accepted us with open arms and said you know whatever i can do to help you and then there was others that are like sorry no vacancy you know Uh, like we don't want you we don't want you here we don't want you know you're from the north we don't want you here we don't like your world we don't like your story you know (laughs) and so and, and that was really really tough um and and honestly that because of that and how Famzing changed into the company is today, because Famzing was originally supposed to be our husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. And uh, after about six months, we actually completely changed the entire business model of Famzing because of the hardships that we were being put in front of and we were seeing other photographers going through this um and so we kind of looked at Famzing as an opportunity to help couples who do not have a huge wedding budget for photography to still have great photography but on the flip side of that we were meeting these amazing artists these amazing individuals that had a passion for wedding photography but they would quit after a year Mm -hmm. because it wasn't the photography that was killing them it was the business that was killing them yeah and you know if you are an artist in any sort of field when somebody doesn't like what you do um, especially a client, uh, it can it can emotionally mess with you, and you just want to kind of walk away from it. So we wanted to give those photographers an opportunity to be successful, and so we converted Famzing into Famzing Studios, so that we could bring in these photographers who a wanted to be better wedding photographers, and b we took all the business stuff away from them. We just let them do what they do best, and that's photography. Um, They don't even have to edit their own work, and so, and we didn't think it would work. Um, The idea would work because you know typically the 
when we sit down with a client, they're like, well, do I get to meet my photographer? And the answer is no, you don't. <laughs> well, you will on the day of your wedding. Yeah. And we didn't know if that concept would work. But, you know, 10 years later, um, Famzing Studios is the highest rated studio in South Carolina. There's no studio that has more five-star reviews than wow. ours. Yeah. I love it. Well, congratulations. And I see Summer smiling the whole time because when you mentioned the spreadsheets, mm-hmm. I, I, I picture you as a planner. And so when Steven says we had to change the business model and all that, you know, how how do you you adjust the plan? How do you call the audible while you're building this thing? Yeah, so um, we still are always changing and kind of reevaluating the business model all the time. And so, um, yeah, I I am definitely the planner um, and I do all the scheduling for Famzing and all that kind of stuff. So anytime we talk about like making a change, I relook at the whole entire plan just to see is it going to is it still going to work is it still going to function how can we be innovative even going forward even if, you know and change to be relevant but can we still make the inner workings of famzing work you know mm-hmm. the way it does because that piece alone the, the scheduling piece of it and just um working with all of these different photographers is um you know it's instrumental in making the whole thing work and being yeah. able to handle juggle, I guess, eight weddings in a day and that kind of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot. So yeah, and it, it's wonderful to have that the ability and the capabilities of adjusting and adapting, especially in the business world, and I'm sure, especially in the in the wedding business world, you have to be able to kind of roll with the flow and, and roll with the punches because I'm sure they come from everywhere, and also having. The, the awareness, anyone who is an artist that's listening, they probably know the, the struggle and, and really how daunting it can be. Because when someone doesn't like your work, you do take it personally. And when that's repeated over time, it can beat somebody down. The best and strongest of us will get beaten down if our work is continued to be rejected. So thank you guys, first and foremost, for allowing these artists to have an avenue to express themselves and grow and, and continue to, I guess, work on their craft. In the fact that you've built FamZing into what it is today and you continue to take on these these ventures and doing pretty well at it from what I can tell, how important is it for your skills to kind of complement each other? Um, it's so important. Like that's the only way that it works is that, you know, he's, he, we always kind of joke around a little bit. He, he's always been like the crazy creative person and I've always been kind of more the analytical planner person and over the years, we've really bled into each other. So now I'm becoming more creative, you know, on my own and in my own right. And he's becoming more, um, I guess, structured. Um, and so, yeah. And so now it's like the perfect balance between us, which is awesome. And that's completely what makes FamZing work. It, it, I don't feel like if we were both creative or both analytical, it would work the way it does today. I don't know if you agree, Stephen. <laughs> Yeah, so um, completely actually, um, which I'm supposed to because she's my wife, so I'm supposed <laughs> to say whatever she says is right. Um, y- you know, um, absolutely. Y- you know, I-, I would drive her bonkers in the very beginning because um, I think after year one, I wanted to change the logo mm-hmm. and I wanted to move this and change that, you know, and so <laughs> she's constantly slapping my wrist and saying, no, stop. Um, and it's kind of like for even the people out there that are, you know, are still looking for that right person, you know, and 
um, you know, I found the person who's probably the most opposite of me, you know, mm-hmm. because if we all like the same things, we wouldn't really have a lot to talk about, you know? And yeah. so, but like she said, um, you know, even from the business side, you know, we bled into each other. And then even from the creative side, um, our work started to actually favor each other's. You know, I was more the photojournalistic photographer. She was more the structured pose them photographer. And now it's kind of like, you know, we, our roles have kind of flipped. And that's kind of where, you know, Novali was born, um, you know, as an expression of us being a husband and wife team versus being, you know, a group of photographers. So. Awesome. I do want to touch on the resume, Novali, Famzing, and then my wedding group. Talk a little bit about my wedding group and how that came about. Absolutely. So um, my wedding group actually... Um, much like anything that we start out with, it changes and evolves over time. <laughs> um, my wedding group actually, um, was really our gift back to the community. Um, so, um, we have close to 80, um, members. So, um, people in the wedding community, um, that are part of my wedding group. Um, it was originally meant to be, uh, our way to give back. We hadn't, we, we didn't want to make any money off of it. And it's still today. It does not make a profit. It's more about a place where we can help businesses grow. Like technically we are labeled an incubator business by the county of Greenville. Wow. Um, okay. because of the fact that, when we first came uh, to South Carolina, we were not greeted nicely by everyone. Yeah. And we were seeing other individuals that were going, hey, I want to get in the wedding world. I want to live my dream. I want to own my own business and be successful in the wedding and event world. Um, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to go, what networking. And so what we did was we crafted my wedding group to be an opportunity for those people who, A, were brand new business and needed help. So we do monthly educational events. Um, we do a lot of one-on-ones with people who are struggling um uh, you know Matthew Pouts um, if you don't know who he is uh, he's probably one of the most talented photographers in Greenville right now and he came to us and he was like I don't the business stuff it's the business yeah. stuff that's killing me and you know we, we worked extensively to help him and you know because his talent was too good you know too good to not you know have the world see what he does you know yeah. um, and so it's an opportunity for um, us to give back to those people who are struggling to have their dreams on the flip side of that um, you know people who have been in the industry for a long time it's an opportunity for them to be a part of the group because Bride and grooms, um, you know, when they first get engaged, they have no idea what to do. Um, you know, we do wedding, you know, we do wedding shows and, um, and they're, and they're great. Um, but then I see the overwhelming look on their face when they're walking into a room with so many vendors and there's so many people talking and, you know, you're just overstimulated, you know, yeah. and um, and so we were like, man, they just they, where 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 do these couples go? I mean, you've got wedding wire, you've got the knot, you've got things like that, but where do these couples go where they can get that one on one, you know, opportunity to just go? How can I find good vendors that I know are good vendors that are yeah. five star rated and not be completely overwhelmed with the process? Yeah. And that's where my wedding group has then involved into helping, you know, couples that are looking for a place to, you know, come and kind of not necessarily plan their wedding because we have planners, but it's a way for them to at least take all the craziness that is wedding planning and kind of siphon it down, you know? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it could be really convoluted it's a lot to take in how do you kind of take a a newly engaged couple couple and walk them through the process and the possibilities of you know what's likely going to be the probably most exciting most 
exhilarating day of their lives. Yeah. So the way we designed my wedding group was really for couples to come in over and over and over again so that they don't get overwhelmed by the whole process. I always tell people like, don't, you don't have to bite the whole elephant. We can just kind of handle it a little step at a time. And so the first place to start obviously is the venue. So our office manager kind of helps them with the style of venue that they want. Some people want a barn, some people want brick and rustic, some people want something more modern. And we have all of those things. Some people want a hotel because they have out of town guests and we have all of these things. So we kind of start there. And then once they've booked their venue, we, we have basically a timeline that we walk them through of, okay, now it's time to go get a planner maybe, or your photographer, if you're, um, thinking that you're going to do the planning on your own, that kind of thing. So we just, it's really meant for them to come back over and over and over again and not really feel overwhelmed by the process. And that's where we feel like we can help yeah. with that. So uh, and I'm sure that's very helpful to, to a lot of couples. And there's probably some couples listening right now, like, baby, we need that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all the Pinterest boards, the magazines, the websites, yeah. it, it, it gets hard to kind of organize it. And also in the internet, age that we live in, it's also hard to verify your sources and where you're yes. getting that information from. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I love that you guys are doing that. <laughs> yes. I do want to, um, I want to move forward into talking about some of the challenges in terms of running these businesses as a married couple in, in case someone's listening and they're looking to get into a venture with their significant other. What are some of the, the tips that you would give folks or what are some of the, the disclaimers and the cautions you threw out there before they jump in head first? How has it worked for you guys? I'm going to let Steven answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just do whatever she says. No, um, uh, honestly, um, work is work. Personal is personal. So um, in our lives, you know, Okay, so on a wedding day, we have to be uber creative, you know, and so, um, you know, we make a rule that, you know, no paperwork, no taxes, nothing that makes the one side of the brain, you know, that we don't want to work with, you know, leave that one alone, you know, so like yeah. left side, you know, you shut up. I don't want to be analytical today. I got to be a photographer today. So I'm not a business owner today. I'm actually here for the couple, um, you know, and, and focusing on them. So, um, you know, and so when you're there at a wedding and it's a live event and, you know, things sometimes aren't going to plan you know you we all have those times where you bicker at each other and you look at each other you know or you're maybe you're short uh you know when you shouldn't be um you know and things like that um and we have a rule and it, what happens at the wedding stays at the wedding you know yeah. so even if it you know i'm short at her or she's short at me um or we don't agree on a, a necessarily our same vision of a photo um and things like that um, you know, we, we leave it at the wedding. So like the second we walk out the door, whatever happened is done. And we always make a, 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 a point to sit down, you know, have a drink together after the wedding and just talk about other things, you know, um, because, you know, in the moment it's kind of hard. Um, the other piece is you have to be supportive. I mean, a ridiculous amount of support for each other and understand where the other person is. Um, and especially for us, if she's in the bridal suite and she has an over opinionated mom, you know, that's just in her ear, you know, I watch her when she walks out and I watch her body language and I'm like, okay, I'm going to then step in and be the stronger figure. Or if I have a groom who might not be that big into pictures and he hates the whole entire process, you know, yeah. She sees me and she's like, okay, I'm going to need to like, you know, lift you up as well throughout this day to get through it. Um, day to day in the business, um, 
it's uh it's not just um listening it's hearing um you know so when she has an idea or i have an idea you know it's not oh okay great yeah yeah. it's uh you know i'm really gonna hear you i'm really gonna listen to you and that's something that i personally had to improve upon yeah when you know because she would talk to me and i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah 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 and she's like what did i just say and i'm like Uh, crap (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's, it's being supportive and it's, and it's taking time to still be married. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when we, you know, when you fight, it's usually about the business. Mm-hmm. It's about money. You know, 99% of any couple fights, it's about money, you know? And yeah. so it's like, are we making the sales that we should? Or, um, did my videographer drop a $4,000 camera and break at the wedding, you know? And, you know, uh, you know, how are we going to pay for that? You know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but it's also remembering to take time to be with each other, you know? So, you know, when we, we, we have, pretty much date night every night because we're in Greenville doing consults and things like that. But then we make it a point to just go out and have some time just for us. Or, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we're going on a cruise and, you know, in a week, you know, um, it's that time to us to reconnect, um, and not have the, you know, I mean, we're still always business owners. And so there is never really a time where it turns off. Mm -hmm. Um, and people talk about work-life balance and all those cute phrases. And (laughs) and at the end of the day, um, you're as busy as you want to be, you know, and so we like to be busy and, but we also always try to strive to take time to still remember that we're married first and we're business owners second. Yeah. That's wonderful. You want to add to that? Um, I'm trying to think, well, respect, obviously Uh, he kind of talked about supporting one another, but I think you just have to respect each other every day and you have to, you know, you have to work at it like any other marriage. Um, you have to work at those things. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, it's important. And we, um, like he said, we're as busy as we want to be. I think we, we might have a problem. We're workaholics. So, um, (laughs) so we do have that like in common, which is good. Um, what's nice about that is that we, it's a balance with, um, each other. We're on the same page about it. It's not like some married couples where like maybe he's a workaholic and then she's like, why are you working all the time? And then it goes back and forth or vice versa. Um, we are both workaholics. We work, hard and we play hard and that's and we're on the same page about it so <laughs> yeah hey and that's the way to go the way to go make sure you're on the same page i love how just listening to your story just how intuitive you both are not just with each other but kind of with the business that you're in and kind of really you have a skill set for picking up where the gap is and where there's a service needed so i want to ask like why the wedding business what first gravitated you towards the wedding business I've actually been in the wedding business for about 25 years, um, maybe even almost 30, but I'm, I'm starting to date myself now. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've been in, I've been in the printing world, um, on, in the wedding business for all that time. So, um, I already had knowledge about where we could maybe help, especially with our photography skills, because we were both doing that as well. So, um, you know, I think we both went through a period where we were um, trying to do family portraits and pet photography and all these other types of photography. And really, at the end of the day, a wedding photographer does all that. And sometimes it's just happening on the on a day because people will bring their fur babies or they'll bring, you know, uh, kids, obviously. So we kind of have to know how to deal with kids. And then um, we are product photographers because we are shooting all the details of the wedding. And so we were trying to do all of that 
and market all of that. And we just kind of said, you know what, what if we take those skills that we have and we just focus it into weddings um, specifically? So that's, that's kind of where we took it. And I already kind of had knowledge from my previous life in the wedding business of knowing that it can work and that couples will buy it. It's not something that's going to die over time. You know, they'll continue to buy wedding photographers for sure. Added that uh, <laughs> one thing that summer is you, you asked why weddings and um, you know we actually tell the story to our clients when they meet with us. Um, for me, um, I did my very first wedding, and uh, because back in when we first did weddings, it was still film, so it wasn't like the Christmas camera photographers that are, are where there's thousands of them out there today, you know, yeah. um, it's, you know, so it was, a, it was a skill set you had. Um, I did it for a friend, um, and I was hooked, um, because summer actually says that there is very little jobs where you get to meet so many people mm-hmm. on the happiest, most important day of their life, mm-hmm. you know, and share that with them. Yeah. And through that, um, you know, like she said, she was in the printing world. I also was in the printing world as well. I can't tell you half the clients that I helped over the years. You know, I don't, I don't remember them, but I'm Facebook friends with hundreds of people that we've shot their weddings for because, <laughs> you know, you have that connection. It's, it, you have that connection with somebody on that day and they're nervous and they're scared and yeah. you're their person, yeah. you know, until they're able to see their real, their, their actual person, which is going to be their spouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're their person. Um, and it means, the world to us to be able to, you know, share that day with them. Yeah. It's amazing you shared that story because once you mentioned that, that reminded me of my days way back in the day. I used to MC weddings here and there. I've done sweet 16s and weddings. And I, I remember this one wedding where it was at the reception. The father of the bride came up to me after I introduced the whole groom's party, the bride's party. He says, do you drink? And I said, uh, I do on occasion. And he looks at me, he goes, my daughter just got married. This is an occasion. Come with me to the bar. <laughs> and then I, I did a drink with the, the father of the groom, and then I did a, a drink with the bride and the groom. And then by the end of the night, they're calling me out onto the dance floor to dance with them. And they were just such a, a great energy and we had just so much fun. And I know they probably have me in their pictures and, and things like that. If they're listening to this podcast, I had a great time. I'd love to come back <laughs> for the, the anniversary party. But... To, to your point, it's a special day. And just the fact that they were open arms inviting not just me, but the photographers, the videographers to celebrate that with them. It must feel special to kind of be pulled in on that over and over again. Yeah, we had a, um, so, uh, we had a wedding, um, four years, four years ago. Yeah. We know the same story. Cool. Okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> um, and, um, it was a lesbian couple. And, uh, so we had the honor of shooting not only one of the very first weddings when the state law was passed, but also one of the first same sex weddings. Actually, I, we, we shot a wedding the day the national, it was a same sex couple the day the national law was wow. passed. And, you know, in same sex weddings, are something really close to us because you know when you talk about the wedding day it's something everyone should have period mm-hmm. end of story done and this couple um they had been together for 15 years and um they were going to a church uh they had a child together and uh they i guess nobody like put two and two together um and so they decided to get married and they send their invitations out and they sent out um well when the one the one, the one girl talked about the fact that she was getting married. She didn't, wasn't very specific. Well, then she had a guest count of 200 people. Okay. When the invitations went out, they realized that she was uh, a lesbian and that it was going to be a same sex wedding. 
10 people showed up to that wedding. Oh, wow. And we were there, um, and a good friend of ours, Justin Reed from Uptown, he was doing the uh, DJing for that. And uh, they actually, you know, we shot the day, you know, they were really upset, but we were like, we're here for you, it's okay, you know, don't worry about it, we're going to, you're going to amazing couple um as we were going as the res- we finished up their photos we were going into the reception to start their first dances um the coordinator comes up and says by the way um the brides have requested that you eat at their table with them and so she wow. invited all the vendors because she was like it means so much to me that you supported what we're doing here and you're here for us and and literally like and at the end of the night they opted to not do a grand exit because they wanted us to then put our gear away and celebrate with them. And so we danced with them for like two hours wow. into the night. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and they had even had place cards at the table for us that had our names on them. It was like, it was so incredible. It was like, it, it, to this day, yeah, we talk about it almost like once a month because it was just so incredible. And we were just so honored to be a part of that for them. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Summer, Stephen, it, it's definitely more than just a business for both of you. I could tell it. It's really a purpose and a calling. What's next for for you two? What's the, I guess, the the rainbows that you're currently chasing? Well, um, we have currently um, developed a a tool for photographers to help them with posing. Hmm. And so that is what we're in the works on right now is is to... um, market that tool out to photographers because really we found it with Fam Zing. Um, you know, there, I always say, and this is one of the reasons why we started my wedding group too, but I always say, imagine working in a different office space every day with a different team. That is what happens with our photographers. And sometimes we have really good teams and sometimes we have subpar teams. And what happens is, or maybe emotional families or emotional, or like there's a bridesmaid that's over opinionated, or there's just a lot of things that go on. But what happens is we wind up then if that all gets in our head, when we get out to do formals with either the wedding party or the couple we can like start to have a blank mind on what to do and which poses. And we'll start to do the same exact pose over and over and over again in different backgrounds. And so he and I kind of talked about it and we said, you know, what can we do to help our own photographers? And so we came up with this, um, this system called posing cards and it basically is a card that has a pose and then it talks about body types that it works for because sometimes different body types the pose won't work and then it talks about what you can say to your couple to like get them to engage with that pose so you can get emotion out of it or you can get maybe um, a laugh or um, something really sweet so we have these um, techniques that are on these cards and so we were passing it out to our um, fam zingers to take in on the wedding day and we were noticing that the poses were really, you know, they were up in their game with it. So it was awesome. And so we were like, okay, we just have to mass produce this and sell it so that it's not just limited to famzing, but anybody could have access to be a better photographer. So that's kind of our next step. Kind of like selling (laughs) the playbook, huh? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then uh, we're also getting involved with a lot of uh, national speaking tours and things like that to, um, you know, uh, not only help other photographers, you know, in their endeavors, um, just like we were helped at that conference we met at all those years ago, um, you know, and that's because we feel like we're at a place in our career where, you know, I think we're going to 
photograph as long as we possibly can, that we physically can do it. <laughs> um, but I think, um, but we also want to start to share, you know, and, and educate others um, and, you know, really help them kind of, you know, achieve what they want to, you know, achieve and, and help them out and, and, and still be a part of that photography community as well as the wedding community. Yeah. And I love it. It's, it's like each one teach one, each one reach one. And, mm-hmm. and it sounds like as you, as you continue to up your game and you, you learn the lay of the land, you write the, you write the playbook, you write the roadmap and you just reach back and hand it to others. So I want to thank you guys for that. Where can, can any photographers, uh, newly engaged couples, anyone that's listening that w- would benefit from reaching out to you? Where the, can they find you guys? Um, so the, the first place to go is my wedding group. Um, so it's myweddinggroup.com. Um, we also have a wedding showroom, which is uh, on 743 Congree Road uh, in Greenville. It's where the old Scatels Plaza used to be. Um, I think we have a Steinway's piano coming in now next to us. Nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's step one. And you can find us there. You can also find pretty much much uh, all of the other amazing vendors that can really help not just weddings but events um, we have a lot of corporate people that actually utilize the resources at my wedding group because they're planning galas and balls and fundraisers and charities and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and those kind of things uh, can all be done via my wedding group as well yeah which I've been to the iron cater event and that is you'll be, delicious and you'll be back event. this year you're gonna be yeah. hosted again yeah, yeah. Just, just a little little preview for everybody keep an eye out for from when that's gonna be dropping August 8th August 7th. It's August 7th. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I will put it in the show notes because you guys certainly won't want to miss that. Summer, Stephen, thank you so much for for sharing your story. I'm sure a lot of folks benefited, benefited from it, and I'm excited to see your continued success in the future. So thank you once again for sharing. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate you having us. Yes, thank you, Ted. All right, folks, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Once again, make sure you reach out to uh, Stephen and Summer. I'm pretty sure they can help you out with whatever endeavor you're looking to encounter, whether it be just event planning or embarking on your wedding. They're the ones to kind of guide you through that process. Go out there and be great. Everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow.